And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is Zach and Alex back with you to talk about NASCAR at Bristol. We're also going to talk a little bit about Emza at the Indianapolis, the Battle on the Bricks. Cool, cool name for a race. And Very um, cool. we'll talk a little bit about Formula One at Singapore because it was, well, Red Bull didn't win. So I feel like I feel obligated to talk about it. And then a lot of tea, a lot of track house in the tea. Justin Marks giving us plenty to drink this week. Um, and yeah, a pretty pretty packed episode. And of course, one of the biggest races I think of every year is the Bristol Night Race, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. and it, Bristol, it's Bristol. And like, you know, it's a big deal. It's kind of one of the crown jewels, but not really. Like it's on the cusp, depending on who you ask. I would say... I would say ever since Indianapolis, Brickyard left, it kind of no, but gained that spot in there. But with Brickyard coming back next that's not year, how that works. I don't, I don't that's know. not how that works. No, Denny, Denny Hamlin said it best. You can't just add a crown jewel. It's that it, it just doesn't I, work like that, you know. If it if it's not a crown jewel, it's the biggest non-crown jewel race. It's yeah, I think it's yeah, but we we already know how big it is, and um. Yeah. We'll talk about if last night delivered. It was, you know, it was a race, certainly. Um, cars were passed. Mm-hmm. A driver did win. Um, a driver, the driver that did win, his name was uh, Denny Hamlin, if you know him. You might know him. He's a little, doesn't say much. He doesn't say a lot. He really, I wish he would, I wish he would talk more. I feel like I don't really know him. He should get a podcast. He should do, you know, he, and he should be controversial like things on it. He should, yeah, yeah, be like us, say really controversial things about Chase Elliott fans on his podcast. That's we don't say controversial things. I mean, the Chase Elliott I fans, I guess, yeah, we do. You do. I do. I don't. You don't. That's right. I do. I just laugh. I just, I just laugh at this stuff. Yeah, you you're say. just like, anyways. But um, rents at Bristol for a third time. Um. I was trying to remember his wins at Bristol because I remember when he when he beat Matt to Benedetto here in 2019. That was a great that was a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Good I couldn't times. remember his other win here. It was like 2012 or something. But yeah, gets his third one at Bristol. All of them have been at the night race. And you know, Denny has just had this unbelievable start to the playoffs. Well, no, it's perfectly believable because he's only won one of the races. <laughs> he could have should have won all three. Only one mm-hmm. Bristol, of course, because, you know, execution's a thing. And, um, yeah, and he, you know, again, the main character of this year, we said it in our playoff predictions, Alex, it's Denny Hamlin. And yep. he comes into these playoffs really running really good, wins Bristol, and then he has some attitude when he gets out of the car. You know, everyone likes a winner, right? Because, yeah. obviously, he was getting booed, driver intros, getting booed <laughs> after the race, yeah. This was so funny. And driver intros, he doesn't even say who he is. He just like, you know. You know who I am. Oh, I do. I do, Daddy. I so do. I know exactly who funny. you are. That is probably the best like Bristol intro moment since Brad Keselowski called Kyle Bush an ass. Like that it's probably the best since then for me. Like yeah. it was that good in my opinion. And then after the race, the crowd's booing him. He says, as you said, Everyone likes a winner, right? And then the crowd boos louder. Like, just brilliant. I just loved it. And then they kept booing him. He's like, well, I beat your favorite driver. 
And then he's asked, well, which one? He's like, well, all of them. Okay, that's not true. Because, Denny, you are one of my favorite drivers. And you did, for once, you didn't beat yourself tonight. So, it's true. <laughs> for it's once. True. Jesus. And I don't know if you saw this, Zach, but some fan brought a cucumber I into saw the track. That. And they threw it. At first, I thought it had, like, a something wrapped around it. So, it didn't. I think it was just a plastic that it came in like at the store right but i'm i'm assuming it's a joke on encumbered because people used to call those cucumbered wins and he's had then he has several of those does he maybe not i don't think no yeah joey logano was the only one with a cucumbered win in the cup series i think well kevin harvick had one in like the playoffs I don't think I feel like Denny had one, but any anyway, he had a, it was a funny, he had a Dairy Queen. He had a Dairy. They should have thrown a box of Dairy Queen at him. DQ. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Some Dairy that's Queen, good. a Dairy Queen Blizzard at him. That's fu- <laughs> God. That's funny. Oh. Good one. But and you mentioned Denny probably could have won the first three rounds of the playoffs. Like he dominated Darlington at a loose wheel. He was going to win Kansas until that late race yellow, and then just comes up at the end of the Bristol race and wins. I find it undisputable that Denny Hamlin is the favorite for this championship. I think you can make an argument for Kyle Larson. I don't I don't think anyone's performing at the same level as Denny Hamlin right now. And I don't think anyone has the confidence of Denny Hamlin right now. No, I agree. Um because I mean even you look at the five team, the five team comes close. But yeah. you know the 45 still not really there, I think. I mean, they've just started Consistent. to really start, like, challenging for wins. The 19 barely just scrapped by for this cutoff. Um, yeah. It's, again, we said it. Denny Hamlin's the main character. And if you're going to beat, you're going to, if you're going to win the championship, you have to go through him. I mean, that speed's undeniable. I mean, yes, Larson yep. also very fast in these first three races, too. Let's not ignore that. I mean, he won the Southern 500. Could have won Kansas. You could have won last yeah. night. So, I mean, Larson's very similar. If you, The similar storyline, right? Failure to That's execute true. in point. two of the three races. But Denny still has that bit of an edge, though, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know? And last night, I mean, we'll talk about it. I mean, Larson had a couple of chances, you know, against Hamlin last night, battling for the win. And last night, I thought maybe if we had a different car, we would have seen something different. I just thought we were going to see like a climax between these two, similar to kind of like seeing like what Harvick and Elliott kind of get into it here at Bristol, like seeing these two like really get upset with each other. Like, obviously, there was the Pocono drama, but I mean, like actual like maybe like fighting like ish, like really upset with each other. I I thought that was gonna happen. Last argument. Night. I mean, listen, and even though like Larson's already in the playoffs, he wants to win. He that's five more points. That's denying Hamlin five points. That's a win at Bristol. It's a big deal. And I thought that was gonna happen last night. It didn't. But you know, it was so cool to see nonetheless. And as you kind of allude to there. Larson, Denny, they've really, it's really been the Denny versus Larson show this year. Yep. I think Denny's still the main character, but Kyle Larson is kind of like a little side character who's also like a main character. I don't know exactly what you call well, that. Well, he keeps getting he's there like, all he, the time. Larson hasn't really beat Denny this year. You know what I mean? Like, if it's, yeah. if it's those two fighting for the win, Larson has not come out on top, right? 
Yeah. Like Larson won at Darlington. It's like if the bad because, guy keeps winning. Like Larson won at Darlington because Denny got a pit or he had the pit again for the loose wheel, right? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. Denny took himself out of contention there. Then Martinsville and Richmond were, you know, I think the similar things. I think the 11 took himself out at Richmond when Larson won. So, yeah, I mean, seeing these guys go head to head once, uh, like over and over again, it's always the 11 car coming out on top, it seems like. And we still got seven races. We're going to Texas next week. Those two probably will be fast. Um, I don't know, but the road to Talladega and the road course might like kind of break up this rhythm of what we've been seeing these two kind of like running up front. But right. you know, I mean, yeah, you gotta you, you these. I mean, they're the two to watch, right? And I think it's a good it's a good battle. Kyle Larson, you know, probably one of the most talented drivers in the whole field, versus Denny Hamlin, who's like the new kind of Kevin Harvick almost, where he's like got. Like, in terms of, like, the most experience in ratio with, like, the raw speed and talent he has right now with JGR, where if you look at, like, Kyle Busch, he's, like, you know, he moved to RCR. His cars are a bit slower, right? He's kind of maybe Mm -hmm. on a bit of a decline in his career. So, I mean, Denny's... It's a good good battle to have, and I think it'd be really interesting to see these two battling it out at Phoenix, um, unfortunately. (laughs) <laughs> they they won't be able to pass each other so <laughs> yeah yeah i i really hope that these two both make it to phoenix like i yeah. think that's the kind of battle that this season is leading up to we'll see if that's what we get yeah but you mentioned this we thought this might be like the climax of their little rivalry that we didn't really get that yeah and we men- you mentioned the car was this a good race because uh... personally for me i think it was in terms of 2023 on the short tracks. Yeah. I think this is probably the best short track race of the year in terms of the racing. I think one of the Richmond races was probably a little better strategy wise. Yeah. This was, this was a solid race, but for a typical Bristol race, it's kind of low tier. It's still missing something and it's missing the, the something that a lot of other races and tracks are missing this year. It's, it's happening at Bristol. It's happening. If you ask me, it's happening at Michigan. If you ask somebody else, it might not be happening in Michigan. But <laughs> I mean, it's happened. But like for real, though, like it's just Bristol used to be better than this. Martinsville used to be better than what it will be. Um, Martinsville's awful right now. I mean, so, I think Bristol's okay. I mean, how but... many how many times are we on this podcast saying that like, well, they need to do something to this car? I mean, we it's it's obvious, Alex. Like it's the racing yeah. is missing something. It it really is, if you ask me, and it's. A lot of these races that are entertaining, it's because of some kind of pit strategy or some kind of like restart, which at this point I'll take. Or as mm-hmm. at this point in the year, it's the playoff drama, right? Like the whole story of Logano kind of wrecking and if he'll somehow like make it if someone else has an issue. That was kind of compelling last night. Um, nothing kind of yeah. led to it, but yeah, I mean, that's that's just the thing. It's just it's. I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see what changes they make to the short track package because, again, something needs to change. What's concerning is they did that test at Richmond. They're really hyping it up, and then the drivers just did not seem impressed by it. I believe yeah. it was Christopher Bell who said, if you would have told me they made no changes, I would have believed you. Like It just felt exactly the same. And NASCAR was hyping that up to be like, we're making the big changes. This is it. Then nothing felt different. 
So hopefully they figure something out. Yeah. We're and we kind of running late in the season here. So. Well, we talked a little bit about um about all this with on our Matt Weaver episode, right? And of course I'm mm-hmm. not expecting a change for this season, but just like something for next year. Like the problem is I think it's just a conceptually it's just a car issue. Like it's the conception the whole concept of the car, I just don't think it's really what NASCAR want needs for good racing. So I agree. Yeah. Which, I don't know how you really get around that. Like, are we just going to have to sit here for the next six years with this car? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, that's that's basically what we did with the Gen 6. I mean, the COT didn't have, like, the best start either. But, like, it developed right. into something that was really good. Right? Like, I mean, yeah. maybe it's just if they keep tweaking this car. But I don't know. And maybe they'll do something about the gearing and the shifting and stuff. Like, are they shifting at Bristol? They were shifting at Bristol, weren't they? Pretty sure. I don't know, but if they are, that's I think not they are. Good. I think any track where you're like decelerating a lot, you you shift. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, it's not ideal. But some things that were kind of a highlight of this race. So Ty Gibbs probably had the best race of his career. He led 102 laps, Man. finished fifth. Yeah. At one point, I thought he was going to win this he race. He should have won like, that. That would have been kind of crazy. I, um, when did he? He lost. The, he had a really bad pit stop. He lost like three or four spots on one pit stop. Like from the lead, yeah. like that's what costed him the race. Because again, I mean, he was a track position race, as it always mm-hmm. is. And yeah, last night felt like a like Ty Gibbs was finally gonna come, you know, show himself. And again, that was his second race at Bristol on a Cup car because he filled in for Kurt Busch at the end of last year. So Ty mm-hmm. Gibbs is he's he's another Joe Gibbs racing driver, which means he's up at the front of the pack, threatening to win the race, which is exactly what JGR expects and. It's crazy that JGR kind of has this super team right now where it really is four really yeah. strong drivers, including a rookie in Ty Gibbs, who yeah. could win a race before this season ends. Maybe. I'm not saying it will happen, but it's at this point. I mean, yeah. again, if he won last night, that wouldn't have surprised me because he's 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 amazing right now. He's he's really impressive. And that's why, I mean, we all As know how good Ty Gibbs yeah. is. Yeah. And. I was talking to Jackson Todd, our guest from last week, and he mentioned his hundred stat, hundred race start stat last week, right? And Ty Gibbs is around forty some starts now, and I said he's gonna be a monster when he I gets know. to hundred starts. Like Bro's like, just warming up, like, <laughs> like yeah. that's crazy. He's gonna be winning so many and, races. And Jackson pointed out to me that a driver will usually get their first win in their first hundred. But that at start 100, they really start picking it up. Yeah, like consistently winning. Like, Ty Gibbs is going to be crazy. Yeah. I, I think that second season, he's going to make the playoffs. He's going to have at least two wins, maybe. Like, it's... I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. How and many How many more you, starts until hmm? Ryan Blaney gets to 100? Then he'll start consistently winning. <laughs> that was several years ago, unfortunately. Oh no! Well, why hasn't he started consistently winning? What's going on? <laughs> I think he was still in the twenty-one when he made his hundred start. Maybe was, it was like his first year in the twelve. I think it was. When did he? Um. When did he last win? Oh, well, he won the six hundred this year. I'm sorry. I'm. Well, he I'm, won the six hundred. I'm. This year, but again, that's but, not a consistent win. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, but, but also. Yeah. But also, we're going to talk about when we talk about Logano later. But Penske's Penske. just been off this year too. Yeah. So yeah. But one more thing on Ty Gibbs. Uh, did you see the tweet? I think it was by Danny Delivers on Twitter. It was a, a picture of Lightning McQueen and Jackson Storm from Cars 3. 
And the caption was Ty Gibbs and Kyle Bush. Ty Gibbs lapping Kyle Bush. Yep. Yep. He's fading. That... He's fading. Bush is fading. Oh. Yeah. Kyle Bush getting lapped at Bristol. Crazy. Like I know that it's Childress are not that good there right now, but like Childress man, isn't that hurt. good in general. A child I think Chevy has kind of fallen off because honestly. And I think we saw it with Trackhouse and RC. I mean, look, Kyle Busch went out and fo- at Fontana Point. and won, right? And all mm-hmm. of Hendrick was good. Now, honestly, in terms of Hendrick, it's really only like Larson and By. In terms of Chevy, it's really only Larson and Byron. Like, mm-hmm. all, everyone else is just so like gone. Like, no Trackhouse, no Childress. Who else is even Chevy? That's relevant. Like, I. <laughs> Well, that's a great point, Zach. But there is one person who was at Chevy last night who was relevant. I think that's Carson Osovar. Yes, because he there, 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 Chevy, the 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 team that's not yeah. going to be Chevy next year. There they are. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. But Carson Osovar, Slay of the Week again. Slay of the Week him at Darlington, and he was running fifth in the forty-two car. That forty-two was the worst car all season. This Until is Carson three races Carson Hosevar has made. One in the seven at Gateway and then two in this 42 car. He has impressed in all three races. Let's look at the tracks. Gateway, uh, was it Darlington or Kansas? He, he did Kansas? Darlington. Or? He was at Kansas, too, so he's done four. Wait. Oh. Oh. Where did he finish at Kansas? I think he was like nineteenth, twenty first. He had an okay. That's day. still pretty nice. But again, like he's for, yeah, for, he's running yeah. nice, really consistently good in that forty two car. Um, yeah, he's 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 a he's the real deal. Like I'm very sure. sold on Carson Savar. Bro needs to be in a full time ride next year, if not already. Yeah, so. and we're gonna talk about that later. It sounds like he will be yeah in the top next year full time. And he finished 11th, by the way, and it sounds like he had a loose wheel that last run of the race, but he kept going. I don't know how he did that. Bro said, but, bro, bro, bros literally said, well, if it falls off, it falls off, I guess. That's crazy. But so impressive. I, yeah. I was never that high on him with the trucks, and, you know, he was... He was garnering a bad like, reputation. people. He had a really bad yeah, reputation. He was, like, not even, like... He wasn't. He did something really controversial in trucks earlier this year. I heard. It was. I think it was last year. At least what I remember at IRP last year, he basically right hooked someone. Yeah. And it was bad, and they didn't suspend him for it. Right. But that was before the Bubba Wallace thing at what Las Vegas a few weeks or a few months later. So. Yeah. President. He did something at yet, Texas but... earlier this year in trucks, though. Like that's what I was referring to. Like something. I happened. think he won Texas. I don't know what happened though. Yes, I don't know. I get well. Either way, but, uh, we all know that you know he had a bad reputation. But, but now this is how it's a good reputation. This is a good reputation because he's going out in the cup car, not wrecking it. Number one, and then number two, he's kind of doing what Ty Gibbs is doing, like kind of exceeding expectations, and you know not to this level that Ty Gibbs is doing right now. But I mean, certainly, I wouldn't be surprised if Carson Osovar was like contending for a win, like you know, in his like 40th start. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And now moving over to the playoff grid here a bit. Uh, Bubba Wallace made it into the next round. 
purely on stage points. We said this last week too. He got those stage points at Kansas before his issue. Yeah. And then he got stage points again on strategy in stage one at Bristol. Makes it in without he would need both of those stages to make it in, and he did it. You know, that's that's the really cool thing about the playoffs, in my opinion. Like I and I, mm-hmm. I was I, I, this year. I'm a playoff truther. That's the theme of the. That's the theme of me this year. I'm in support of the playoffs. The the reason I really like it, I think, right now, is because there's so many ways for you to exceed in this format, and yeah. the 23 team specifically has really been excelling with stage points. Um, mm-hmm. and that's I mean that I that got them through right. And then if you look at someone like Truex, Truex was able to succeed because he kicked everyone's ass in the regular season. Exactly. Like everyone's having a different journey to the playoffs. Kevin Harvick doesn't make it because of the little issue at Darlington, right? The race he should yeah. have won, which would have obviously made the situation very different. I and that and you know, Logano, and then Logano's kind of his own thing where he just kind of was just so he was he was okay this round, but then when disaster happened, he had no insurance. Exactly. Yeah. And we talked about it last week, specifically with uh, the regular season championship point bonus. He had 15 points for winning that. Yeah. Without that, Truex is out. Yeah. But he got rewarded for how he did in the in the full season leading up to the playoffs. And like everyone. That's why I really, I'm really liking this format now. Like I, it, it, it makes sense. Everyone has a different storyline. Everyone has a different storyline and a different path that they're taking to either get knocked out or to excel, right? Even the 47 and yeah. the 34. The 34 last night was running really good. That was kind of compelling. Yeah. Because at one point, it was looking likely that he could have maybe pointed his way in. If he would have got stage points, I think he probably would have been like right there behind Truex. Yeah. Like it would have been really close. He missed out on those stage points though. How, which again, that goes back to Bubba Wallace. How did he, he miss out on the stage him. points? Did he like was there like a pit cycle or something that like he was like It must have been. I wasn't really I it must have been. I, I wasn't watching it. Like like after that first uh rain after the first like rain delay, I like stopped watching for like thirty minutes. Um Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, but no, yes, as we kind of said, the playoffs are really compelling this year. And I think maybe it's just we're just getting used to it now. We've kind of, you know, lost the dream of any other format. But, um, and like, honestly, if Truex would have gotten knocked out last night, I, I, I don't even think I would feel the outrage, you know? No. Yeah, because he had 15 point buffer he got for the rewarded for the full season. And then he had an awful first round like i know kansas wasn't his fault but darlington but just ran was in the control just absent at darlington and then was mediocre again at bristol yeah it, if he would have missed it i can't say i'd be sad about it and our friend avery hage posted a stat earlier today saying that truex scored the least points of anyone in the playoffs well yeah like by about like 12 points i believe like, but then, who were the four right above him? The four who all got eliminated. Logano, wow. Harvick, Stenhouse, and McDowell. So if Truex would have been out, he would have been right there with the bottom four. Thank God so, for playoff points. Yeah, playoff points and the being rewarded for how you do in the full season. It, I really think it's a fair system. Like, and, I, and when we started this podcast, you and I hated the playoffs. We were 
And you hated it pretty recently, too. Well, yeah, like as of last year. I really do think, I really do think it's a good system. I think once I can't believe I'm saying that. Once they figure something out with the championship race, I think that's the one thing I'm still not sold on. Because now we're getting this whole conversation that we don't need to get into. But I mean, actually, well, I want to segue into Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick will will end his career with just one championship. That doesn't sound right to me. You know, I agree. That doesn't sound right because Kevin Harvick made the final four. How many times? Like 14, 15. And then he made it like what? Four straight years from 17 to 20. Like he made Mm -hmm. the final four so many times. Half of those years, maybe not half. I'm exaggerating, but like he should have won a lot of championships. But because of like the one race kind of winner take all structure, it just, you know, it it didn't happen. Right. It makes me sad that Kevin Harvick. Peaked. He he peaked in his career at a time where the championship, winning the championship, became so unstable, and so like you needed luck to do it at a certain point. Yeah. So that's just that kind of makes me sad for Kevin seeing them go out. Which, and I I obviously picked him for fantasy. He finished 29th. He was very fast at Bristol the last two years. Had one of the best cars there at Bristol. He's been fast this year on short tracks. Rodney Childers completely just like wet the bed with their setup like he, rodney childers said they had the exact same setup from last i year. think that's the problem rodney you, you had yeah. i think yeah you, you, i don't know i'm not a crew chief i mean he obviously i think he's experienced enough to know like if that's a smart thing to do or not but i mean obviously this year shr i mean yeah it's sad to see kevin go out like this he's having a bit of a depressing kind of run right now like yeah, I think you can kind of tell like I wasn't really sold after the Daytona interview that he was kind of like kind of over it. But now I'm very sold on it. Um, And I think yeah. the Southern 500 was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back when he got that pit road issue and didn't win that race that he probably definitely could have won. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to answer. I want to respond to what you said about the championship round. I totally agree. We need to just have nine playoff races, axe that one, maybe do like 12 playoff drivers and then go from there just to make the format a little easier. Final round is three races and you have all the points still. You don't get rid of the points. Yeah. So you're rewarded for your full season still in that final round. And then I just feel like that would be better. You would lose the whole win and you're in for the final round. Like. But still, it's it's a points battle at that point, and I think that would be better. And or they could even just have it be like a twelve race playoff and just add two races to that final round. I wouldn't even hate that to be honest. And then it's the like season's you don't have, already so long, though. Then you don't have the well, no, they just have it cut into the regular season. So twenty four race regular season, twelve race playoff. So, I mean, that'd be fine. a third of the season. Yeah, I guess it's kind of a nice yeah. number, actually. That is a nice number. I agree. Yeah. Well, it is a lot, though, but we'll see. Well, I don't think they're going to change it. But they should. You know, well, um, we, we all know they should. So, but yeah. <laughs> and we kind of touched on all the drivers who got eliminated. We talked about Harvick quite a bit there. I'll talk about yeah. Joey Logano. Yeah, let's talk about Joey it's Logano more. Like, like, yeah. I feel like we it's didn't really get in into that it. crash with uh, Corey LaJoy spinning. Unfortunately. But even at that point, Logano was only like plus like eight at times yeah it just just wasn't 
looking good. I think he was running in the twenties when this happened. Like it, it's not like he was having a he great. Didn't have like, a good round. It wasn't like he was running top five and then LaJoy spun into him. Like, it's he, unfortunate. No, he just wasn't good. It's unfortunate that like that really amazing strategy play at the end of the Kansas race at the end of the day doesn't mean anything now. Because I think, again, yeah. when I talk about all the different stories and all the different ways, I mean, what, Jeremy Bullens, is that Logano's crew chief? Yeah? No. No, is it? Yes, Paul Wolf. Paul, oh, yeah, Paul Wolf. right. Okay, but Paul Wolf. I mean, um, Logano, if he would have made it to the next round, it would have been because of Paul Wolf. Right? Like, yeah. it's, that, I, again, that's mm-hmm. just another example of, like, a different kind of way to make, make your run in the playoffs. But, yeah, it just, you know what? I mean mediocre run didn't have a lot of playoff points only has that what one win at atlanta this year i think he might have another one somewhere um i think that's it i think that's it and well i don't even know if he's really won a lot of stages so yeah i mean he didn't have much of much insurance didn't run that good at darlington yeah yeah and i don't think this is a joy logano problem i really think this is a team penske problem i across the board outside of memorial day weekend Team Penske has just taken the year off, it seems. And MMSA. Well, they're in they're the race in IMSA. <laughs> they're doing good in IMSA. They're doing good but in IMSA. It, but maybe that's where all the money went. They brought back the IMSA team. And yeah, Memorial just... Day weekend. They won two of the biggest races in the sports, and then they've taken the rest of the year off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So Joseph's <laughs> IndyCar Oval setup, that's still there. The Coke six hundred. Indy 500 and IMSA. That's all Pinsky's really and, done. And this year. lap 300 of any NASCAR race, Paul Wolf becomes the smartest person in the world. Yes, that he, too. He's like, okay, how can I get the 22 to the front right now? There we go. <laughs> yeah. Spawns in the and top you know, five. We've, and we've talked about Logano. Just he has that weird odd year curse where he doesn't make the championship four in odd years. He doesn't even years. He'll probably make it next year. Who knows? But it, it, I think it's not just that, though. Like, they were just awful this year. The 22 was just a non-factor pretty much all year. They'd be running, like, 25th. And then, as you said, Paul Wolf would get them to spawn in the top five at the end. It, it just would always happen like that. So they just had no playoff points, and that's why I he's wonder. Out. And, again, that goes back to why this format's good. I wonder if it's an issue with, like, complacency. Like, once they get to the top, they're not good at sustaining it. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, because Maybe. I feel like Penske, you know, Penske makes a lot of changes a lot with their motorsports like programs and their resources. I'm pro- I'm BSing right now. I don't know any details, but like, I just wonder if, you know, oh, we won the cup championship. We don't have to put as many resources into it anymore because we're at the top. That's, I, I'm probably I'm making this up. I don't know. That's just my theory. Maybe. My wild theory. That's a good. It's a good theory. Like maybe they just. Think, oh, well, we're good. We just won. We'll just keep things the same. Kind of like how Rodney Childress kept the same setup for Harvick this right. year. Like, is it just you get cocky on what you've already done? And yeah. You don't adopt? Right. Like, I don't know. Not like my man, Denny Hamlin, who has a dog in him. Denny's got that exactly. dog. That's I want that on a shirt. Denny's got that dog in him. I, I got to talk about this in F1 later. Well, I thought David Croft said mm. earlier. It was really good. Oh, my God. Um. Oh. But let's look so at the, the other two. Yeah, go ahead. The other two who got eliminated, Ricky Stenhouse, that was kind of obvious. Michael McDowell, as you said earlier, ran top 10 most of the night yeah. at Bristol. I just don't think there was a path for them to move forward. I think McDowell had a better shot. The path for them but... to move forward was more chaotic races, but Darlington wasn't even yeah. that chaotic. It was. If, if this was if this was last year, I think they both advance. 
Right. Maybe not the 34. I don't yeah. know. They were they a little needed, off at Darlington. They needed more chaos to happen, but, you know, it just didn't happen, which, again, if you needed yeah. to rely on chaos to happen, you didn't really deserve to get through anyways. So, I mean, hey, right. you know what? They made it in the first place. Sorry, I almost died. Um, There's, like, something in my throat. Um, But the 34 team... Literally, a tick on my throat. Dale Jr. last night said that that 34 team, them running in the top 10, is not like a oh, it's not an underdog story anymore. And I completely agree. Yeah. That 34 agree team is one of the best teams in the sport, one of the better teams in the sport, at yeah. least. Like, that's and something I think the better. I think the better Todd Gillen gets too, you're gonna start seeing him up there too because oh. he's getting closer to that 100 start mark as well. I think you're going to start seeing Todd up there because yeah. he's had strong runs this year too. So, so that's front row. Yeah, I think better. the 34 team has a lot to hang their heads on. The 47 team, not as much. I think they yeah. were just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they were in the points. Like if they did not win the Daytona 500, the 47 right. team was still there at the points lines. So I think yeah, they're probably justified to be here with this the 16 drivers and everything. Yeah. He didn't run that bad last but it's night. Just, no, yeah. like I don't think they should be like ashamed of this. I think I think they said on the broadcast that the 47 team they want to try getting 12th in the point standings. Yeah, because even when you get eliminated, you can still get up to fifth in points after right, yeah. fifth through 16th are eliminated. They're looking for 12th. I think it's a good goal to have. I'll tell you what, though, um, it's better than when mm-hmm. the 47 team was in the playoffs with AJ Allmendinger, and it's better than when the 34 was in the playoffs with, I believe, what McDowell like two years ago, or Chris Busher even yeah. like back in the day, 2016. Like for sure, they, these were much more compelling. I mean, they weren't that far back. Like it wasn't. It truly wasn't a must-win situation for McDowell last night until like after no. the stages. Like he could have had a right. really good night and possibly pointed his way in, but. For sure. Didn't. And so now I want to talk about how we did in our predictions. Uh, we did better than Kyle Petty, who Kyle Petty got zero for four. Correct. Okay. On who? Like, here's the thing. I got the two. I got the two free spaces, the 34 and the 47. Mm-hmm. I was smart enough to take the free spaces. Kyle Petty was not that smart, apparently. So, so. I want to know, Kyle. Did Kyle Petty think we're just gonna have chaos like last year? Who again? did he pick to be out? I guess was it Blaney and like he Bush had, and like Harvick. He had Kyle Bush, Ross Chastain, Ryan Blaney. And Bla- I don't. I think it, it was Harvick. Well, he Harvick's out. He had zero of four. Oh, so he had zero of four. Oh, then maybe it was like a Bubba Wallace. It was Bubba oh. Wallace because of all the controversy about what Kyle Petty was saying about it. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, well, yeah. Who did I? I picked Just, that it was going to be Kyle Busch and why Ryan Blaney, didn't I? Yeah. 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 Well, hey, I got the Penske car right. That's it. <laughs> and then of course the forty-seven. For, and the, yeah. And then I got three of the four correct. I was only missing Harvick. which Penske car. I said Blaney would be out. I was a Harvick was truther. Lugano. To my detriment, I was a Harvick truther in more ways than one. But, and Harvick almost won Darlington. Like it, it was close. Yeah. I just cannot trust Rotas Racing. That's why I had him out, and that turned out to be. But like, I feel like right all ball. year long, Harvick was cracking out nice, consistent finishes. Though, like, mm-hmm. just Bristol. I mean, they just showed up with a horrible setup. I mean. 
Weird yeah. things with the. I think the whole storyline of it being Truex and Harvick and Logano at the cut line. Though all three of those championship caliber drivers, something's been off about them since the playoffs have started. Truly, they right. have not been running like themselves. Maybe Logano has, but like they've they've just been off. And we'll have to talk about right. Truex more next week, I guess. Well, I mean, if Truex doesn't show up to Texas, like contending for the win, there's got to be there's huge. That's that's ringing alarms for me. Like what's going yeah. on with the 19? And, like Texas, that could be a track Truex could steal from Hamlin and Larson. I don't even think steal is the right word. He could like just beat him, you right. know. So if he doesn't, if he just runs like 20th again, like that's not good. And then yeah. he's going to be in the same situation with less w- wiggle room. So, right. And now, as we said, moving on to the round of 12, let's take a look at the cut line. Now it's Bell plus five, Reddick plus three. Then you got the cut line. Now below the cut line, you got Chastain minus three, Keselowski minus three, Blaney minus six, and Bubba Wallace minus 14. I feel like Bubba Wallace is probably going to end up staying there unless he wins Talladega, which is. Totally plausible. Yeah. I, Blaney, again, t- P- Pinsky issues. I just don't. I don't see it. All, fa- all four of these guys have wins, at, have wins at Talladega. <laughs> I know. I think if you're Kozlowski, you're circling Talladega. And then Ross Chastain is such a wild card. Because where was he last night? I don't know. Again. Yeah. Took the night off, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. Chastain's so hit or miss. Like, I just... I feel like this might be your four out, honestly. It's um hard to say. I think if one were to come out of it, it'd be Kozlowski, I think. I think that's what I'm thinking. I think Kozlowski swaps with maybe Kyle Busch. Yeah. 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 I think that's what I see. Um but man, eight cars I'll tell you what, Reddick and Bell could totally implode on themselves at any moment. They make For me sure. so nervous. They have no insurance. Yep. Like, oh, they make me so nervous being that See, close I think Reddick Reddick needs to win the Roval, which like that's the last race of the round. That's Reddick's best shot, I think. Unless they show up really strong at Texas. Well, that track's so weird. I mean, they've been running good. They I mean, Darlington and Kansas yeah. were really good showings for them. They just need to keep that up and execute and don't mess up. The same right. thing can be said about Christopher Bell, who had a really good car last night. But kind of disappeared near the le- the later half, which is kind of a recurring theme for that twenty team, right? Yeah, and that's why when Jackson picked Bell to win Bristol last week on the show, we were like, pick. "No, like it's a good pick." I did at, like at not the time I did finish, but then he qualified well and was leading early. I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's a good pick," and then he disappeared. Yeah. So, yeah, like I think Bell still finished third or fourth, right? Last night, yeah, he but like he there. just wasn't. In contention for the win. So, yeah. Yeah. I think something we said will be right. Something we just said will we be right. We said every sure. single possibility, so we have to be right at and at some point. And, you know, Truex could keep running in the 20s and just fall down there as well and keep Blaney or Chastain or Kozlowski yeah. in as well. Well, hey, Truex so. proved that no one's safe, too. I mean, we saw for Larson sure. have the shock exit in this round last year. Yep. And... And uh, Truex gets all of his points back. So, like, you get to keep all your points throughout the season. Like, they can literally just leave all that behind them. The only thing that they kind of lost out on was, like, you know, Larson and Hamlin, his main competition. 
they got five points. They gained points. They they, they gained yep. points and he didn't. So, but and another point here, Tyler Reddick gained five. He would be below the cut line right now. Ooh, if you're he didn't right. Win Kansas. You're so right. So if Truex were to fall again and it comes down to he and Reddick, Reddick has those five points that Truex wasn't able to fight for at Kansas. Wow, you're right. And now I want to ask Zach the big question because there was something something that was said on an episode of the Gay Racing Podcast a few months ago and then a couple weeks ago again. So Bristol announced both races in 2024 beyond the concrete, which is against all the rumors and reports that were out there. So yeah. it's kind of surprising. Like Matt Weaver literally came on here and was like, oh, that's going to be at North Wilkesboro, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so something must have changed in that. That's so Zach, interesting. <clears throat> Mr. Dreamy Zach GP. Yes. You said on here several times that if both, if Bristol dirt goes away and they run on concrete, you would go to Bristol. Is that happening? Are you, are you going to Bristol next year? So I will say right now that I plan to go to Bristol next spring. When's the date? Do okay. they, do they, do they, cause do they announce a date? They for haven't. It? They have not. Okay, but uh, on the on the teardown, Jordan Bianchi was saying the spring date would be in March. It would not be Easter. Ooh, birthday! My birthday's in March. <gasps> Might be your birthday. My yeah. birthday. Ew, wait. It would that's be really nice if it's during my spring break f- from work. But that's oh, like that would be yeah. like second or third race of the season, though. I don't think it's going to be that early. It may- maybe <clears> it's <throat> going where Fontana is, and it would be second. Wait, race of the- maybe that would actually work perfectly. Uh, for real, I do plan to go there. I've always wanted to go to Bristol, and I think I want to keep my word. Um, mm-hmm. It's not that far from me. Like, it's a few-hour drive. I'll probably get a hotel. Like, I might go for the whole weekend, get a hotel or something. Um, yeah. Like, have a weekend getaway. Maybe, like, take the Friday or Monday off of work if it's, you know, if it's during a normal week for mm-hmm. me. I, I want to go. I Listen, b- the last Bristol Spring Race was a, was a slam dunk in terms of a, the racing quality. Will it be the same with the next-gen car? Absolutely not. But I'm just saying... Bristol and car. Listen, we had a good short track, short short track race last night with this car. Mm-hmm. A good short track. That's that is a that is a pretty high statement for this package. I'm going to Bristol. I'm gonna have fun too. It's gonna be great. And you know, just going to Bristol. <clears throat> that's that's got to be so cool. Like that place is a literal coliseum. That's gonna yeah. Like, I'm excited oh about it. And, like, look at you. You might go to Bristol. You're going to go to Indy. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Look at you. I haven't been to. I still haven't been to a race since Iowa. Like, I haven't gone to one this year, and it doesn't look like I'm going to. Um, So, mm-hmm. yeah. Big year for you then next year. Yeah. Look, seem, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, The only thing that I don't like is that it's the Food City 500. Yeah. Yeah. Differentiated from the night race, four hundred be nice. Four hundred, yeah. three hundred. You said earlier in the spring when you declared you would go, you said they should do a three hundred, which I found interesting. I think that would work. I mean, it's the current like actually, yeah, it's the current length of the Xfinity race, which might be like, you know, might be weird. Yeah. But I mean, I just think that that works really nicely. I mean. To be honest, last night, that race, at some point, it felt a little too long. It's fine because it's the Bristol night race, but I think the spring race needs to be 300 laps. 
I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's exciting. Be able to talk about your experience if you go. Hopefully yeah. you do. Like, I've been giving I, you crap about it, but like well, genuinely, I hope you do. Like that'd be so fun. Unless it's like a, some kind of conflict with work or like a family thing, or like I kind of don't want it to be on my birthday weekend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I want to spend my birthday doing mm-hmm. stuff with my family. Um, I mean, I want to go. I do plan to like you know fulfill that promise, but. We'll have to wait till we'll update you when we find out when the race is, like when they release the schedule, which I guess is going to happen soon. It's only this time of year they release it. So, yep. Yeah. What do you think happened with Norks Wilkesboro? Do you have any ideas, like just random ideas on what might have happened? Yeah. I think North Wilkesboro, if what Jordan Bianchi is saying is correct, that it's going to go to March. Unless, unless Easter's in March next year, isn't it? Maybe. I think it is. Um, we'll see. Nor- maybe North Wilkesboro's on Easter, or it's keeping the All-Star race. One or the two. Oh, true. I really think it's, some- I- I think it's something to do with Fontana. Personally. Right. Like I- that makes sense. Because all the rumors were Bristol 1 is going away entirely. For North, North Wilkesboro. North taking that date. And then they would have other things replacing Fontana. But then it was like, is Montreal going to happen? Right. Maybe not. So, I don't yeah. know. And like, then what? We'll find out when the schedule's out. What do we do with the All-Star race? You know what they might do yeah. with the All-Star race now? Do the Charlotte Dirt Track. If it has the facilities for it. I don't know if it does, though. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, if they it, want to keep a dirt race, they could just do it Make there, it the All-Star honestly. race. And it's, at, a, it's yeah. at Charlotte. That would be a really good, that would be a really good deal, I think. Mm-hmm. Keep a dirt race. Because now I think there's no dirt race schedule for NASCAR next year. And none of the three series. That would yeah. be the first time since, like, what? Since Eldora 2013. I before was Eldora. Truck, yeah, before Eldora for the trucks. So, mm-hmm. um, And, you know, I mean, do we need a dirt race? I, I don't know. I, if you ask Kyle Larson, he'll say no. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I yeah. don't think we really need one anymore. I, I'm kind of over it. I... I like the idea of them doing it. I just never liked it at Bristol, but it is weird they're going to leave it Entirely. as soon as it got good. You know? It was one of the better races this year, wasn't it? Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then they're going to add a race to a short track when the short track package isn't that great. But Bristol's probably the best short track right now. It's a weird... It might race better during the day, balance. too. It might race better with the sun hitting Maybe. the track, too. I bet. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that's that's it. I'm again. I'm happy it's back on concrete. The spring race. It's Bristol's one of the best tracks on the schedule, even with a bad car. So, yeah. All right. We're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we're gonna talk about Formula One at Singapore and the IMSA WeatherTech Series at Indianapolis. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. So, we are going to talk about Formula One at Singapore, um, just really quickly. And we weren't planning to talk about it, but, what, Saturday, I saw someone on Twitter say something about, like, how does the most dominant car in all of F1 history, or something like that, just suddenly show up, and it's, it's like, not even near the front of the pack. And it's like, what is going on? So, I tune in to F1 qualifying and Verstappen gets knocked out in Q2 like no funny business like Damn. just on pace 
the winning the last like what eight ten races as a driver and i think red bull they've won literally every single race this season how what is what is going on and I, immediately i'm like okay well f1 is relevant this weekend i mean you know you get it alex like it's it's relevant this weekend did i wake up early for the race no <laughs> I am not waking up early. One of my two mornings I get to sleep in a week? No. No, ma'am. I'm sorry. No, ma'am. I'm okay. You have me fooled. Now, did I wake up earlier than I normally do, go eat breakfast, realize I'm I'm eating breakfast, I see a tweet about hot race car drivers, and I'm like, Wait, Formula One's on. So then I turn the race on, like lap thirty. <laughs> Weekly occurrence. Like, oh wait, I could be watching that. <laughs> Literally, accidentally watched F one this morning. Um, the race was it was all right. They're at Singapore. It's a street circuit. They changed the layout of the track. Um, because they used to like go under like the grandstands of like their floating stadium that they have in like the bay. Um, it's on, it's on, it's at the Mario Kart track, like the floating stadium. You've seen it. It's like a floating, like, soccer stadium. It's like literally, like, floating on the water. Yeah. Oh, like Singapore Speedway and Mario Kart 8. Okay. Yeah, like, there's like a stadium that's floating on the water. They, that, they race right by the stadium, but I think they're doing construction to it, to the grandstands or something, so they had to change, like, the way the track goes through that. So, So they basically removed, like, four turns, but... If you ask the drivers, they like it better because it makes the track flow better. It's not as Mickey Mouse. Um, Interesting. The racing, however, still sucked. That's why I didn't wake up. It so sucked. I like, I've had a crazy-ass week. I'm yeah. not waking up at 7 a.m. Right. Like, I was just like, well, Verstappen's probably going to win anyway. He didn't, which, cool. But I was just like, I, if I'm going to wake up, I want to have a good race, and you got that in 2021. I'm just like, you're not going to get that right now, unfortunately. So I'm like, I got my beauty sleep. No, yeah, I did too, kind of. Um, Sainz won the race. Ferrari was kind of fastest in general. Um, I don't know what happened early in the race. However, late in the race, a virtual safety car came out. Um, I forgot who even had the accident. I think it was like Mag. I don't even know. But um, Mercedes took the opportunity. They're running like I think fourth and fifth. They took the opportunity to pit. Um, for fresh tires, fresh mediums, and. Everyone else at the front did not pit, right? Or at least everyone in front of them. The Ferrari of Sainz, Norris didn't pit, the Ferrari of Leclerc, and then I think someone else is up there. Maybe not. Maybe they were fourth and fifth. Um, But anyways, so what happens is the Mercedes, you know, they make quick work of Charles Leclerc. They chase Lando Norris down like it's nothing. But then Russell gets to the back of Norris, can't really pass him because, you know, it's Formula One. Um, <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. the mediums are starting to wear out at that time. Singapore, it's hot. A lot of tire degradation. Degrada- uh, degrada- Easy for me to say. Degradation? Just just say deg. Deg, tire deg, <laughs> as the as the cool British boys say it. A lot of tire deg. Um, and Russell couldn't get past Lando. Hamilton was like, George needs to pick it up. Well, no, sh- no, 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 I can't. How do I say that without cussing? No wonder. No kidding. Lewis. No kidding, Lewis. There you go. <laughs> no kidding, Lewis. 
Well, Lewis got third anyways because George Russell on either the final lap or two to go literally bends it, locks up his tires into oh. one of the left-hand turns. Yeah. So George absolutely bends it, throws away a podium. Hamilton picks it up at least, so Mercedes still gets on the podium at least. That would have been bad if not. Um, so the podium is Sainz, Norris, um, Hamilton. Pretty nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And... It was a four-car, if you want to call it, battle for the win. Was Sainz just backing Norris up into the Mercedes so that Norris at least had DRS to defend from the faster cars so that Sainz wouldn't have to worry about the Mercedes? Not that the Mercedes were going to pass Norris anyway. Perhaps. Was it compelling? For a little bit. Am I going to watch next week? Absolutely not. (laughs) It's at 1 a.m., I think. I don't know. Oh. It's where are they Suzuka, at? Japan. Oh, okay. Maybe I will watch. I, no. I, I want to watch Vegas, whenever that is. I was November, telling my but... sister about Vegas, because she was, like, watching. I had F1 on the TV, and she was kind of, like, watching it with me. She was like, and I told her about Vegas, like, the race at Vegas happening, mm-hmm. and she thought it was a really cool idea. So, that's. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to see that, but it's, like, it's 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 a shame. It's, like, a. Midnight. I feel legally obligated to watch Las Vegas. Like we have to watch Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah, for sure. And now let's kind of shift gears over to IMSA, who made their return to Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the first time since 2014. This was a fun race. I kind of prepped the Google Doc that we use for the podcast during this race. It's like we always say, IMSA's the perfect background noise. I love having her on. I got so much stuff done today. Having on. I got so much stuff right? done today. I cleaned my room. The room I'm like temporarily IMSA? living in. IMSA is my subway surfers. It really is. Dude, it, we need her. to start qu- qu- uh, stitching TikToks with like just random replays of yes. IMSA. Oh my god. <laughs> When we make a TikTok account for the podcast, that's what we should do. And just put it like when the leaders are in heavy lap traffic, so it's always like something on the screens yeah. happening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It yeah, really is. It's Subway Surfers. It's the most ADH friendly motorsport, but at the same time, they have 24 hour races. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's so weird. But, like, but I even watched, I stayed up for the whole Rolex 24 this year, and I was still like playing video games. I just had it on. Perfect. It is the best background thing. Because, like, you and I are casual, super casual IMSA fans, right? Yeah. But I love IMSA. It's always such a joy. And I was not going to miss a race at Indianapolis with IMSA. But solid race. Like, nothing crazy happened. There were a lot of, like, single spins. Things, you know, things happened. LMP3s. Yeah. Uh, In GTD, there was a bump and run for the win. I couldn't tell you who was who, but... That was pretty fun. But, and also, a little gay for a second. Michael Jensen is kind of very hot. So good for him. He won LMP2. Happy for him. Slay. I'm a fan. As Slay. of today, I'm a fan of that. LG- I love the LGBTQ uh, cars. That That's the category yeah. he won in? You, that's what you yeah, said, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. LGBTQ? Not LMP2? They rhymes. Yes. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. Um <laughs> Another win for me today is that Penske Porsche, they finished 1-2, and they're now in this championship battle. They were in the first place, but now they're like really in it. Uh, Nick Tandy and Matthew Jaminet, 
they won the race. Exciting times. Yeah. And at one point, the 31 Whalen car was uh, in the lead. And they both, like, there was some drama at one point. Pippo Durrani was really upset with some, like, the lineup order. And so they, instead of giving the 31 the lead, I don't know entirely what was going on. It was kind of messy. But uh, both Penske's got back around them. But now going into Petit Lamar. Which, if you don't remember, we mentioned this a few weeks ago, we're going to have Avery Hage on, our good friend, uh, to talk about Petit Le Mans. And I think that's Las Vegas NASCAR weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We have a tight championship battle for that, and I'm so excited. Because in GTP, formerly known as DPI, it is a tight championship battle going to Petit Le Mans. The 31 is in the lead. Wayne Taylor Racing's number 10 is three points back. The Penske 6 is five points back. And then there's still two other guys that are mathematically in it. I think it's the Ray Hall, Letterman Lanigan 55, and the other Penske, the 7. So, wide open championship. Surprisingly, the 60, not in it, which surprised me, I guess, going back to Daytona, where they got caught cheating. Yeah. I think that must have really deterred them. So, yeah. Very exciting championship battle. I'm very excited to well, see what happens there. I'm glad you know the championship battle is exciting because if you looked on their website, you wouldn't. So it's still not even updated to Indy, even though the race is very much over. So Their website hasn't been updated since like 2007. Yeah, this is awful. Uh, it's this, bad. This is awful. Yeah. Nope, this is bad. Um, But you know what? Thanks, Avery Hayes, for letting us know the point standings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why we're going to have Avery on, because IMSA will not tell you what happened. Yep. So, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Petit Lamas is like my second favorite IMSA race. Wait, uh, oh, Daytona, I hope that's not the day I'm going out of town. No, I want that's something I want to clear my calendar for. Petit Lamas. Uh-oh. Don't tell me it's October 17th. When is it? I think it is. No! I, I can't do this. No, wait, it's October... 11th through 14th. Wait, 17th? <gasps> what? Why is he having something on the 17th? Never mind. I gotta look at Snapchat real quick. Who's he? Who's he? No, no. <laughs> Snapchat? My best, he? my best friend's boyfriend. You don't have a boyfriend. Who are you talking about? Huh? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. My other best friend. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Yes, yeah, um, you're crazy. So, so you're good. You're good, right? I to what to go to watch Petit Le Mans. The nineteenth is never mind. That I'm good. I am good. I'm watching okay. Petit Le Mans. We're Hallelujah. Good. God bless America. There we go. Good. Good. Jesus Christ. I was gonna have a mental breakdown if I couldn't watch Petit Le Mans. It's like Sebring's always on my birthday, and I'm always like doing something for my birthday. It's like, oh, come on, stop, please. Please. Please, just let me watch him. Can't peace. believe you. That's all I want for my birthday. Can't believe. I can't believe you just said someone else is your best friend. I can't believe this. Oh, well, you know. They they don't beat me in fantasy. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. They, okay. Yeah. So, mm, mm. Okay. Yeah. Should we go to an ad and we can... What, argue? <laughs> yeah, Wait, we can how argue. was the race? We, are we done talking about the race? I guess so. I, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about I mean, it. It was a fun race. It made the Indy Road Course look good, didn't it? It did. 
That's a, yep. it's a perfect, it's, I mean, that the Indian road course reminds me of Sebring. Like, well, not like in the bumpy, like character way, but like, I feel like the mm-hmm. way the track's laid out where it's got like some long straightaways with a tech, with like some technical sections, like mm-hmm. that's what it reminds me of. I just broke this chain. I keep breaking this chain I'm fidgeting with. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. <laughs> We're falling apart over here at the Gay Racing Podcast. We'll be right back to talk about the tea. Welcome back to everyone's favorite segment, The Tea, where we talk about the latest motorsports gossip, silly season rumors, news, and Alex, who is serving up the tea this week? Brackhouse and Justin Marks are serving up all the tea, and I think they just spilt it all over everyone's heads because this is crazy news. I don't think this was even like rumored. In the past week, like this is this kind of came out of nowhere, I feel. So Trackhouse. First, let's talk about the smaller thing that we kind of all saw coming. So Trackhouse, they signed Shane Van Gisbergen to run a deal to run across all three of the top NASCAR series trucks, Xfinity. And he's also going to do some late model races. Uh, Not much other details beyond that. But my assumption is he's going to run the 91 and cup for a handful of races is going to run yeah, probably all the road Xfinity races. Yeah. Wow. And I would guess probably so like, like colleague. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to run colleague and Xfinity and yeah. Nissan and trucks. That's kind of who black house has worked with. Yeah. That makes sense. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. We saw that coming and do some late models. I wonder if you want to do SRX. Justin Marks that is would on be SRX. a cool thing to do. SRX. That would be yeah. a really cool thing to do. I bet. And like, they're gonna get. I think someone, someone's gonna get a con- unless he's too busy for it. You know what I mean? Like, is he gonna be packed yeah. full and busy with all these different series next year? But but that's I mean, RX on Thursdays. That's I true. Feel like it's possible. I yeah, I guess so. And I forget who said it. Someone. I think it might have been Matt Weaver. Matt. I think someone was asking, "Hey, can we get him in the Cars Tour for a couple of races?" And Justin Marks replied, "Be careful what you wish for." So I think you're just SVG and basically everything, but we kind of knew what we kind of knew that was happening. Yeah, right. Seemed pretty obvious. So something that we might not have seen coming was Trackhouse has signed Zane Smith, the truck champion, for a development deal. He's basically he's a Trackhouse racing driver, but he's going to be driving for Spire, right? But the thing. Another layer of this is that Spire has purchased the Live Fast, which is the number 78, charter for $40 million. Holy crap. Holy, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. BJ McLeod just made a bunch of money. BJ McLeod is, he got that dog in him. Woo, 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 woo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Matt Tift, he's a co-owner of that team. Good for him. Like, holy crap. Uh, Live Fast, they're gonna. They say they're still gonna run part time next year as an open car, so they'll still be around, but not full time. So crazy, right? So Spire is now going to have three charters: the seven, the seventy-seven, and then a third one, which the third one will have Zane Smith in the car. The, the seven, seven, seven. Leasing their driver. <laughs> the seven, yeah, seven, the, seven. The, the, the triple seven. <laughs> I wonder if they'll do like the O seven. You know, it'd be funny if they did 37, but kind of be like, we can't do three sevens, but we'll do 37. Three times seven. I think that'd be cute. That'd be cute, actually. 
It'd be cute. Or do the... Because front row doesn't use that number anymore. Do the 78. Because that's the number font they stole from Furniture Row, and they're buying the 78 charter. They should actually do the 78, actually, because then the number won't look weird. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> live fast. Live fast will probably still want to use that number. Oh, they're right still racing next year, right? Here. Never mind. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That would be cool, though. And they could do throwbacks to the plain black furniture row car. That'd, That'd be, be cool. cool. Yeah. But so, yeah, very interesting situation. So Spire has three cars. One's a McCoy LaJoy in the seven. A third car we don't know the number of was Zane Smith. And the 77 is more than likely to be Carson Hosevar. I had hinted that earlier. He'll be full-time in Cup next year. That's yes. going to be a lot of fun to watch, I think. Yeah, so Hosevar is looking and, to be at Spire, Zane Smith, and yep. then LaJoy. Okay. And the other part of this is that Trackhouse and Spire will now have a technical alliance. You can kind of compare that to Joe Gibbs Racing in 2311, or Pinsky and Wood Brothers. There's a lot of layers to this. Justin Marks was really cooking with this whole deal here. And then we don't know for sure, but there's also been rumors like is Andretti involved with Spire? Don't know. Like if that comes into play, then they're pretty well set up. If that's what's happening, Listen, possibly. Michael Andretti loves to spend money. Where'd that $40 million come from? Is that from Spire? It's from the money that he was going to use on F1, but can't. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was just a little leftover change that didn't get to spend for F1. Yeah. Makes sense. So, and then Justin Marks also said in the press conference that he won Zane Smith in-house at Trackhouse by 2025. So, that means something's going to happen at Trackhouse, obviously, because they have two cars right now, Suarez and Chastain. They're going to need a third charter. So does that mean Spire is going to give them this charter? Or are they going to lease that charter? Depends only for one year if they do that. Or are they... Because SVG is also going to end up in Cup full-time, presumably, at some point. That's the plan. I mean, yeah. you know, plans change, of course. but So I think... The main thing here is that Daniel Suarez has all the pressure in the world on him right now. Because I think he has two drivers. If SVG like dominates an Xfinity truck late models, he's going to cup. And he's probably going to go to the 99, right? But then if Zane Smith does incredible in the 777, as we'll, like, we'll call it, then that puts more pressure on Suarez. So I feel like Suarez, I know he's who kind of was the foundation for Trackhouse and why Pitbull got involved. But Chastain's their guy. You know? Chastain got them to a second place finish in the NASCAR Cup Series. Right. I mean... And Chastain's going to have Bush as a sponsor next year. Huge They're already selling merch for that, by the way. I'm not surprised. Yeah, this... uh, To answer your question... I mean, hey, but Daniel also has backing. Like, Comscope, whatever that's called. I mean, he's got backing, too, and... Again, you talk about the relationship with Pitbull and everything. I mean, it, it's hard to imagine that team without Suarez or Chastain, to be honest. And what, you know, I think they will somehow have a third team, whether that's kind of leasing the charter from Spire or whatever. Like, maybe it's directly mm-hmm. taking Zane Smith and having him, you know, kind of just go to 
a third track house car. But then again, like what happens with SVG? Because to be honest, it is kind of hard to fully kind of commit to the idea of SVG in cup full time. Because Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money to spend on a guy that, you know, can he really? Yes, he's won a race. But like, I think there's still questions to be answered about this guy. And that's what they're trying to get next year. So I think they're not even really thinking. They are thinking about it. But I don't know if they're really planning concretely for it yet, obviously. Mm-hmm. Which I think maybe... Because, again, it is really hard to imagine that team without Suarez. But at the same time, Suarez, he is... Man, this year, I feel like missing the playoffs this year hurt. Yeah. It, he needs to make them next year. I think if he doesn't make them next year, he might be out. I mean, come on. Honestly. This is his like fifth year in Cup? Sixth year in Cup? Yeah. like When did Edwards retire? 2016, 2017 was Suarez's rookie year, and this is his seventh year in Cup, actually. Yeah. Ooh. And he's kind of hopped around. He's finally found consistency. Only one win. I mean, ugh. yeah. I don't know. You can't I stay love the there guy, forever like I, that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so. when you're with a team who likes making big moves like this. If you're not performing, I feel like at some point, you know, it, it it's just going to collapse on you. And. By the way, making big moves, Zane Smith was like the Ford guy, the next big Ford driver. That's what he was kind of labeled as for the past like year and a half. And he doesn't go to front row. He doesn't go to Stuart Haas, which Stuart Haas has fumbled how many drivers now? I I wouldn't want to go there either. I mean, I get it if you're a driver. I know. But like Zane Smith was just Zane Smith with a free purchase for them. And. That in you know what and that's the crazy thing and like I think that's why they stopped putting him in the front row car for this year because I think I think this deal's been kind of worked on for a while and it right. it looked like he just wasn't gonna go to Ford next year and, and that's what happened and the another thing is that Ford I'm, I'm assuming the 21 is more of a Penske choice that's probably why they're gonna keep Harrison Burton there but it was still an unknown. It's like Ford probably could have said, hey, can we put Zane Smith in the 21 instead of Harrison Burton? Yeah. Which I don't think that would have been fair to Harrison. But like, I feel like that might have been an option. Maybe it's more of a Penske thing. I don't know. It, it's interesting that yeah. Ford, it seems our only prospect now that's not in cup is like Haley Deegan. Oh, Jesus Lord. <laughs> is, is that thing I'm right? Uh, we got Riley Herbst. <laughs> We got Riley Herbst is probably going to be in the 10 if SHR doesn't sell their charters and Almarola's out. They're going to need funding oh, on the 10. Oh, that's where Trackhouse is going to get their fourth charter their, or their third charter. They're going to get it from Stuart Haas. So, I, so they're waiting for Stuart Haas to, to wait for Ford deal to for, Yeah. <laughs> to go bankrupt. They're waiting for next year. Yeah. Okay. They're waiting for Tony to that's, sell out, probably. Yeah. I mean, what happens if Tony does sell out on that team? Like, they're going to have to downsize, I'm pretty sure, right? Like, majorly. Because Stuart Haas's deal right now is that Ford wants them to have four charters. But I think the 2311 stuff might have been like, well, if you take two and put them there, we'll work with you, blah, blah, blah. But that was all, like, very surface-level discussion, I think. So, Stuart Haas, I, I don't know. I don't know what they do. It's a disaster. It's going to be worse without Kevin Harvick. I don't think Josh Berry is going to do anything significant over there. 
and they're, they're going to lose Almarola, who's, I know, not the best, but he, after Harvick, he has the most experience. So Chase Briscoe is the new leader at Stuart Haas probably next year, assuming Almarola's gone. Yeah. Probably begging Almarola to stay, by the way, again. It, it's bad. Let I, bro I go home. Just let bro do. go home. Please let him go home. Oh, my gosh. He wants to go spend time with his family. Tony himself is going to have to come back at this point. Like, I don't know who else they're going to get besides Riley Herbst. Or Haley and Deegan. Custer. Watch them put Haley Deegan in that car. And, like, I don't think Haley Deegan's, like, a bad driver, but I just don't think she's, like, going to be able to do much of anything relevant in Tough. I, I just don't. She hasn't, hasn't been lighting, in she hasn't been lighting the world. Honestly, though, they should just put her in the cup car for marketing. I hate to say that, but like, yeah, I mean, am I wrong? That, that'd marketing. be hella marketing. Then they can take that money and actually yeah. build fast race cars. I don't know. Or not build, but, you know, make their cars fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And that's not know. like to disrespect. And, and I'm not trying to like, that kind of feels disrespectful me saying that. Like, I, I don't want to like degrade Haley to just like something to be marketed I'm just saying right. she's not really lighting the role on fire with her talent like she's in a truck that I think she's literally in the truck that won the championship last year yeah they like swapped around the teams after the seasons I'm pretty sure she's in the championship winning truck right now yeah or wait like who the, the hell won the championship last year was it Ben Rhodes or did Zane Smith win last year I think Zane Smith won last year Ben Rhodes. So whenever Ben Rhodes won it, that's I think that's the team Deegan's yeah. on now. Yeah, because she's with whatever. Anyway, anyway, it's not important. Um, yeah, Haley so, Deegan and Riley Herbst at Stewart Haas Racing next year. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Tony Stewart might have to come back, man. I I really don't know what else <laughs> they can do. They're so screwed. And then and then Tony is going to give less of a crap than Kevin Harvick has this year. Yep. So that'll be that'd be interesting. Yep. But. Another team that I think needs to make big moves and, in my opinion, aren't, uh, College Racing. Ooh. They have signed Daniel Hemrick to drive the 31, replacing Justin Haley. This is just an unexciting move to me. I okay. don't think this is going to help them mm, at all. Mm, here's the thing. Okay. When you think of Col- I just think this is such a colleague move, and I don't know if it's positive or negative, but Daniel Hemrick is their guy. You know, like, they they have a lot of trust and relationships with their drivers. You know, Almendinger, Haley mm-hmm. for a while. Um, who else? Now Daniel Hemrick. He's been with that team for a few years now. I think they've really kind of built built Hemrick up to be... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's a... I, I don't hate the move. Because it's... Cares a lot. I guess. That's what Matt Collick said. That's I mean, it's kind of felt like a family thing, and I know this is like a competitive sport and everything, and like you gotta do what you gotta do to mm-hmm. win. But Alex, like, who else do you think they could have gotten? Like, who do you think they should have tried to get? That's the thing. I don't. I, I don't think know, that's why I'm but... like really okay with this move because Daniel Hamrick. I mean, well, at the end of the day, he's an Xfinity Series champion. Mm-hmm. He's not that bad of a race car. He didn't really get a chance in Cup, if you ask me. I think a lot of other people will agree. Yeah. That was like in middle of 2020 also. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, he never really got a chance to, like, really prove himself. To be honest, 
Colleg is the only stability Daniel Hemrick really knows. He was at RCR for a while, but then he got shifted off to Gibbs, and then um, he he was at RCR and Xfinity. Then he got shafted to Cup, not shafted, but then he went to Cup, and then immediately got put to Gibbs Xfinity, and then um, then Colleg Xfinity, right? Um, and then mm-hmm. did, so I I just, it just makes sense to me. That you know, it's it's nice that they're giving Hemrick maybe a little bit more stability, giving him a cup ride that I think he deserves, somewhat. Not that he's really lighting mm-hmm. the world on, you know, he's not really lighting Xfinity on fire right now. So, I don't know. Right. Um. Maybe is he yeah. a is he a nice clean driver to get some good finishes, kind of like Justin yeah. Haley. Maybe I don't know. Like, I could I could see Hemrick getting like a win or two, like randomly. I just. I don't know. Like, I feel like this. If remember when Colleague was like the new hot team, but then Trackhouse comes in, twenty three eleven comes in. Like Colleague just doesn't. You forget they exist now. They just they're just they not lost their doing edge. anything special. Yeah, Road America kind of sold on me. They kind of lost their edge, like in Xfinity. Yeah. Even like they're just not really the same team that they were like three years ago. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw this like rumor. I don't know if I had any traction to it at all. I saw it on social media, so probably not. But there was a rumor that just or Justin Allgaier was going to possibly go to college. Yeah, I saw. And that. I was like, well, that'd be interesting. I don't know if that had any truth to it at all. And or, he announced that he yeah. resigned to JRM after he won the Bristol race. But I think that would have been a better choice than Daniel <laughs> Hemrick. That 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 team, that but, Cup team, is literally the ex Cup driver that. Is was an Xfinity driver back to Cup pipeline, AJ Allmendinger, yeah, Daniel Hemrick. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think they should have gotten the second charter. I, I yeah. think they should have just stayed a one car team, but they got the second charter because they're so hard to get. That's why they did it. Who did they buy that but, from? Was it Rick Ware? I think so. Someone fact checked us. I don't. Avery Jayski has. Jayski has all the lists. Maybe we'll look at it after we record. Yeah. But yeah, but then they then uh, Matt Collins said that the 16, they have nothing to announce, but they have a driver signed, which tells me AJ Allmendinger hasn't decided. But if he decides to say go to Xfinity again, they're just gonna put someone else they already have signed in the 16 card. Wait, that's I'm sorry. probably what's gonna happen. So they have someone signed. But they don't know if it's going to be for Xfinity or Cup because it's depending on what AJ wants to do. That's my thinking. That's, That's how it sounded to me. Yeah, if AJ wants to do it, he'll he'll be in there. But. I kind of agree, like on the front that like Colleague is just such a mid pack team right now. Like they, we just don't mm-hmm. see them ever. They kind of feel like field fillers at some points. Um, maybe they don't need to be a two car team. We've seen moments with Justin Haley. We've seen moments with AJ Allmendinger, but at the end of the day, they're just not really doing much. And is Hemrick mm-hmm. going to make anything different? No. Is it kind of in character for them? Yes, to put Hemrick in that car. And I, I don't hate it, if that makes sense. And now, with Legacy leaving, Oleg is going to be like the lowest Chevy team. Yeah. Like, I, maybe that'll help them with less... Two less cars. You know who I thought? I don't know. But... I thought Carson Hosevar was going to go to the thirty-one. That's that what would have been thought. a better pick too. That's. I mean, he would have yeah. really. I think he. That would have been some fire that I think Colleague needed. Um, and I'm kind of surprised have, that didn't happen. That would have been like Kyle Larson at Ganassi. 
Like he would have right. just way outperformed that team. Yep. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. But a little surprised that didn't happen. But speaking of um speaking of Road America, and we'll see how silly season develops. Speaking of Road America, Road America will not host a NASCAR race in twenty twenty four for the first time since two thousand nine. They will not have any of the top three NASCAR series. Um because Xfinity has been there since twenty ten. And um so Alex, why aren't they why aren't they going there next year? So this is a report and it sounds like it's because of the Olympics. So it'll probably just be a one year thing, is what this article said. Uh Adam Stern. That's what they all it. say. But but it'll <laughs> It'll probably just be one year. We'll see. But it also sounds like they might not go to Milwaukee next year for trucks yeah, again. Because it sounds I like the IndyCar deal, it sounds like that might just be for IndyCar. And they might push trucks out. Not sure what that's all about. But, um, yeah. It might not be no NASCAR in Wisconsin next year. Wow. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Matt Kenseth think- is not happy about this. <laughs> Matt Kenseth don't even know that's happening. He hasn't been on his phone. He hasn't been on his <laughs> phone. He hasn't. He doesn't check his tweets. He don't know. He has no idea what's going on. But yeah, kind of a bummer here. I wish NASCAR didn't leave Road America. Honestly, like for Cup, there's NASCAR or Chicago and Road America. They can coexist. They really they can. So weird decision here. But for this, I get it. Maybe they just couldn't find another spot for Xfinity to go. This will be resolved uh, in 2025 when the CW just has Road America yeah. or Xfinity, excuse me. Then it won't be an issue. So maybe it is just a one-year thing. Who knows? Yeah. And, you know, um, Road America, at least, I don't feel bad for the track as much because they have a very healthy amount of racing that goes on at that track, right? A lot of IMSA, mm-hmm. IndyCar. Um, pretty sure other series go there too. Like, what other series goes there besides NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA? There's like, there's one other thing that goes there a lot. But um, I mean, yeah, it's one of the, they. I they stay busy. They stay busy from what I see. So that's it. That's good at least. And um, another thing. Moving on to our last point. This was really interesting to me, and I don't like it. Um, NASCAR is bringing back stage yellows to the Charlotte Road Course race. And this lit Twitter up when this was announced because mm-hmm. I so many people were like showing pictures of the Charlotte of the cars on the Charlotte Oval. People I it's just it was just a complete just storm. Like flop. of it's oh my flop. god. It's flop a flop of the week. It is a flop. It's a flop for so many reasons for me. Um Alex, I think we agree and disagree on different points. We'll see, but my thing, mm-hmm. I'll go first. My thing is number one, it's just like you've been doing road course races with the same kind of flow all year, not throwing the caution for the stages, and then all of a sudden, oh, let's do it for the last road course race. What the thing that gets me with this announcement is that NASCAR said we we're doing it for the sake of consistency. Like what? They're doing it for consistency for all ten playoff races. That's not why. why. That's dumb. It, it's very dumb, and it's not consistent with the rest of the year. All the so the regular like, season so wasn't dumb. consistent. Bristol Dirt wasn't consistent with anything. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Talladega's yeah, not very consistent. 
No, not at all. Jesus. Yeah, that's a not a fan of this. We'll, we'll see how this goes. I'm, here's I mean, the Watkins thing. Glen was not a good race. Well, I that's get why it, they did it, though. Still, but we know but you that's still why get they strategy. Did it. But it's like if you want to fix that, fix the car. It's not. This is the contract. Ugh. Having no cautions, basically no cautions at Indy and Watkins Glen is exactly why they did this. Yeah, even which though is, the Indy Road Course sells the best race of the ones they've done there. Yeah, that which is it's just kind of crazy that that's why they did this, and also they I think they want the hype playoff restarts and factors and drama, whatever, whatever, whatever well, they think they want to relive that first Roval where Jimmy Johnson spun yeah. trying to pass Truex for the win. And Brian Blaney won. They want that every year there. But yeah. you're not going to get that. And I feel like this is just like they want to go out with a bang on the Charlotte Roval. They're probably going to go back to the Oval next year. I don't know for sure, but that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Because it's good on the Charlotte Oval again. So That's so dumb to me. Like, it's so dumb that we're just going to keep switching back. Because, like, I mean, I think the Charlotte Roval race great. It's one of my favorite tracks. I like it. It's such a cool idea. I'm glad they did it. Yeah. Um, I, I think people that are like, oh, well, they should be racing the oval this year. That's kind of, that's kind of silly. Like, yeah, you can't you just don't switch change it, it like mid year because that's that that's why is we're not consistent. That's why we're not happy about this change in the first place because you're changing a rule mid year that didn't really need to be changed. Um, yep. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. The whole idea of the uh, the the car sucks everywhere. It doesn't matter. I get it's not that bad as Charlotte, but it's still it's got its issues. Whatever. So that'll be, we'll talk about it when Roval Weekend comes up. And now, Darius and Podcast Fantasy. Oh, Zach's my favorite God. segment. What? How do you get three wins in the past four races and now I'm 11 points behind? Oh, I can't. Mm hmm. I shifted my mm -hmm. energy. From IndyCar, when I clinched that over to NASCAR, and now I've won three of the last four. You have beat my ass into the ground. You have won five races since New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure God, have. I'm so fricked. It is now so 27 to 16. This is a tall win order. win is three points. I, you need wins to make I this happen now. You need to start winning now. Yep. So we're going to Texas uh, at uh, Bristol. I had Denny Hamlin and Zach had Kevin Harvick. Heading to Texas. This track is... It's Texas. So this will be... Uh, it is Texas. Something. Well, so, let, me just, um, let yeah. me just type my pick in the chat and pretend like they're going to win when they're not. Okay. I got my pick. Last time we went like what three times repeating four. I'm just season? so heartbroken over this season for me. What a heartbreaking mm -hmm. season! If you would have just let me have Brad Keselowski last week, I wouldn't have won. But Jesus! All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one. My first pick. Okay, so we're gonna trade off on Denny Hamlin. Yep. I saw Both that one coming. Denny Hamlin. I didn't want you to have Hamlin again. Like he's been running like really hot so i got my second pick ready me too all right three two one so i am picking chris bush chris busher hometown oh. hero chris busher by the way this week 
Oh, that's true. Prosper Texas. He speaking of winning three races recently, my man's won three races recently. One at Michigan, which is I feel like very similar to Texas at this point, because you can't. It sucks. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and here's what gets me. You know who I know who's not gonna have a bad race at Texas? Chris Busher. Until you picked him. Until I picked him. You know That's what? When I picked Denny Hamlin, he has the loose yeah. wheel. When I picked Kyle Larson, he has a bad pit strategy. So. Yeah, like, you just had awful luck this season. So, thoughts and prayers to Chris Busher. I picked Kyle Larson to win Texas. And guess who's winning Texas next week? Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson! Kyle mother effing Larson is going to win at Texas next week. 30-16. to 16. Uh. Love this. Wouldn't you, would you clinch? I don't think you would clinch. My headphones. No, you could. I think you could still come back with wins, but you'd have to like win like the rest of them almost. So it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. You need at least one win though. I'm pretty sure to still have a shot at this, but you may need two wins. I don't do the math right now. I need three wins and then I'll be two points away. That's ridiculous. Yep. That's ridiculous. And there's what? There's seven. There's races seven remaining. races left. So you need three just to get close. Oh my god, I'm so screwed. I don't know how I let this mm. get away from me. I don't think either of us have ever swept like both NASCAR and IndyCar Fantasy in the same year. You did last year, right? What do you mean? Oh, did I last year? You literally okay. did last year. What do you... I haven't won. That's why I'm so like irritated because i i i i, I yeah. really wanted to win this this year because i'm like i haven't won since 2021 well we were tied you went into phoenix last year i guess i thought that you won i forgot i should have so. i would have if ross didn't like or actually i don't even think that had anything to do with it maybe it did no what happened so. last year something stupid happened last year well i know that I had Denny at Pocono, but then his win got taken away, so I still won despite that. Yeah, I don't remember what happened to you, though. I don't know. Well, plenty of stupid stuff have happened to me this year. I don't know. Chris Buescher, please. I need... Please. That 17 car can win races. I need them to go Mm -hmm. out and win. And you know what? I feel like it's someone different winning every week. I don't know if we're going to see a repeat winner anytime soon. Maybe we will, because it's a new round. It's Texas. I don't know. Watch out for Byron, too. You do see repeat... If you see a repeat winner, it's going to be the 5 or the 11. <sighs> that's that's why you got to pick the but then 11 also, and the 5. Reddick's the defending race winner. You could, he could also win, too, to be honest. True. But yeah, guess what? Reddick was probably my Listen, third pick. If you every time Larson. I pick the 11 and the 5, they wreck. Or, so, or they don't wreck. They, but they mess up. Like, I can't win. Oh, man. If, if you listen to the podcast... And you, when we get to Phoenix, you're gonna listen to the podcast. Pick, see who Zach picks, and you're gonna put all your money on the other three. The other three. Championship four. Jesus Christ, Chris Busher. Guess what? They're oh, they're gonna have this. They're they're gonna get their first speeding penalty of the year this week. Oh, that's a bold prediction. Should we write that down? Just I bet. I bet the pressure of being in his hometown or his home track is gonna get to down. him. Yeah, I'm writing that down. So if it happens, we can laugh about it. He's from it. Prosper, Texas, right? Population of thirty thousand. 
Yeah, I think we've heard that from somewhere. I don't yeah. remember where though. Who was Rick talking about Denny last uh, at the the end of the race? By the way, Rick Allen was really off last night. I don't know what what happened there, but weird, I I think he was pretty on character. I think he was pretty on character. Well, yeah, I guess. Hey, shout out um, Dale Jr. Earnhardt! Earnhardt! Woo! I thought he was going to win that Bristol race. That was awesome. <clears throat> I love I love me some Dale Jr., man. Did I watch? He's no. awesome. But I, I heard he was running good. That's my man. I yep. Dale Jr. always lets me down in my life. But hey, I'm used to it. He's he's allowed to let me down. Chris Bush was not allowed to let me down. down this weekend. Nope. Um, so what I thought David Croft said on the F1 broadcast at one point, um, when Charles Leclerc had to defend from the Mercedes with fresher tires, David Croft was like, does Charles Leclerc have what it takes to keep the Mercedes back? I obviously can't do his accent well, but I thought oh, David I... Croft was saying, does Charles Leclerc have that dog in him? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, I love that. Something else I love, Zach. We have another Apple review to read. Oh, you guys are so nice. And you know, we have the best fans. As a con- we do. As a consolation prize, I'm going to let you read another review. Yeah. Okay. Whoever For loses fantasy. fantasy gets to read the review. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll, well I'll that. be reading all of your reviews for the rest of the year. So that's why if you want me to read the review, <laughs> get them in now because I'm planning to start winning next year. Um, I am actually planning to win fantasy this week, but we all know that's not going to happen. So our latest review is from Rose thirteen twelve. Great. Listen, you know what? You can't watch us, but you can definitely listen to us. So I'm glad it's great, honey. Um, um, Rose says a refreshing take on American motorsports by two true fans. That's right. No lies here. Um, Rose goes on to say it's funny and engaging without being too overly technical or cynical. Hmm. I think Zach can get a little cynical sometimes. I just a little bit, just a little bit, a great way to wrap up a racing weekend where it feels more like a conversation with your friends about the action on track or the lack of action. If you want to ask me, (laughs) I, um, quote, rather than the people trying to one up each other End quote, um, I, you know what, I, I, that's really, Rose, that's really nice of you to say, because I think, Alex, yeah. we do really get along well outside of the fantasy segment, um, because, again, yeah, we, we're, we're not trying to, we're not in this measuring contest of certain lengths, mm-hmm. like, we're, we're, we're just kind of, we both share our passion for the sport, your eyebrows just raised really high over my last sentence. <laughs> but, um... Well, I thought we were best friends, so I thought we got along really well, good. Okay. I'm joking. I'm not kidding. Um, but yeah. You're definitely not my best friend anymore. People think people are gonna think you're serious. Oh my god, I can't let people think that. Then when people see us at the but, Indy five hundred, they're gonna be like, Ooh, the drama. Oh, there's there's drama. There's drama. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, yeah, thank you, Rose. Really appreciate it. And that's why I love doing this, Zach, because it is really just a conversation with your friends, your bestie. Yeah. And yeah. And then all of you get to listen in as Zach bullies me for an hour and a half. Okay. Let's not be, let's not be facetious here. 
Who's bullying who? Because you're not letting me breathe in fantasy. Three wins so, in the last four races. You get the you get to bully me from the first minute to like an hour and fifteen, and then I get to bully you in fantasy. I think that's fair. I think these allegations. What what is that quote from that dude? Who who disappeared? I from don't NASCAR remember. Twitter? These ale- what is it? Remember. These allegations are false and are misleading. There are Something there like are that. slander statements being said that. about me. That's what it was. <laughs> if you know, you know. Oh, um, if you want to, you know. if you want us to read another, if you want me to read the review next week, um, please drop another one in on the Apple Podcast reviews. Um, it has to be five stars. It has to be five stars. Don't go calling us slurs, please, please. Yep. If you want to call us slurs, leave a five-star rating at least. We probably won't read like, it. Like, don't call us well, F1 fans. We're not F1 fans. Yeah, that's that's a slur. That's don't, a slur. Don't do that. Th- that's the F slur. That's the new F slur. <laughs> don't, don't call us F1 fans, please. Uh, I'd rather be called the other oh F slur at this point. Jesus Lord. Um, For real. But yeah, thank you guys so much for all the support, the reviews. Five stars on Apple helps us get um in the algorithm and then... You know, five star on Apple and we'll read it. So, yeah. And five star on Spotify as well. You can't leave written reviews over That's there. That's what I said. Those help a lot as well. You said Apple. I literally said five star on Spotify. It helps the algorithm. And then a five star on Apple because then we can read it. You can check the tapes. You can check the tapes. James, check the tapes. I said it. Let me go pick Kyle Larson for fantasy this weekend because I have an 11 point lead. (laughs) Oh man. Wrap us up, Zach. Wrap it up. Follow us on socials at Gay Racing Pod because you don't want to miss the Alex extends his fantasy lead. Yippee! Woo! Yay! Yay, me! Woo! Um, follow oh me on at DreamyZachGP for my for my um for my cuss words after I lose fantasy, and then follow Alex at NewGaden. What do you tweet? What do you tweet on there? What do you tweet these days on your account? I think I tweet some funny things, but then I'm you also like doing like actual analysis sometimes. Yeah. But I think I'm funny. You yeah. are funny, and then you won't be able to miss when Alex is on the the grid. You won't be able to miss that because yeah. he'll he'll let you know when he's on that. So, yeah, I'll be on Grid Network actually about an hour from when we're recording and doing that. Yeah. So, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Check us out over there too. Yep. Check me out over there. Slay of the Not week. Zach. Slay of the week. Alexander. All right. I'm honored. I'm honored. Who did get Slay of the week? Did we even give one out? Carson Hosevar. Oh yeah, Carson Hosevar. Then flop of the week was Charlotte Roval things. Okay, cool. All right, y'all. Yep. We'll be back next week to talk about NASCAR at Texas. Oh, Lord, is that it? If the race is bad, I'm thinking Zach and I can just talk about the Mario Kart 8 DLC. <laughs> just that. Jesus Christ. Oh, my so, God. Stick around for that. Maybe. Isn't, maybe isn't the motocross playoffs going on or something? We could watch that. Wait, wait. They're at the LA Coliseum. They are. Yeah. Next weekend. Yeah. Well, you have to make me watch that then. Then we'll talk about it here. Okay. Okay. Well, we got cool. a plan. We Sounds have a good. plan. All right. Um. Yeah. 
we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for follow. Make sure you follow us, and we will be back. Bye. Bye.